announcement from Brill Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Just Radio. <laughs> My name is Jimmy Pop, and I'm a dumb white guy. Welcome to the shoe. I'm not old or new. I'm middle school. Fifth grade, like junior high. Come on in. Come on and make yourself to home. The other white me. Shadow man, I'm hung like planet Pluto. Hard to see with the naked eye. But if I crashed into Uranus, I would stick it where the sun don't shine. Kind of like a Han Solo, baby. I'm always stroking, I'm always stroking my own wooker. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let the motherfucker burn, that's what I say. We don't need no water. Let it go, let it go. Burn, motherfucker. Burn, That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Shakey, shakey, shakey. 
as Missy say. That's what I'm talking about. All right, that'll do. Yo, yo. Yo. All right. That'll do, Piggy. Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Ravings of a Clown. It's Thursday, June the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2008. Yeah, we were away, but now we're back. See how easy that happens? So, uh, in case you were wondering, we got a um, a very um, well-paying gig. And we took some time off and took advantage of that and then spent a little time uh, in the sun and fun, riding horses and line dancing and shit-kicking and saying yee-haw a great deal. Really much more than uh, is normally allowed in civilized society. And then when we get back, what do we learn? We turn around, we get here two minutes later, as soon as we get back to our secret location outside your universe, we find out that all hell's breaking loose in the Supreme Court, so we're going to talk about what's going on with that, plus Bush moves to take North Korea off the terrorist list (laughs) because he just hasn't done enough damage in eight years, and he's trying to hock it in. Plus, uh, stocks tumble as the bad economy, uh, the news of uh, the bad economy piles up. And so much more. Plus, we're going to take a look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of mine. And we're taking calls, 646-502-8600. Get you live on the air with your old pal. Don't be shy. It's just a regular phone call. It's a local uh, New York City phone call from your cell phone. It's probably free at this hour. 646-502-8600. It's not one of these like funky like numbers that you call like in the Bahamas and you get like $19 an hour for sex. It's not that. I wish I had a piece of a business like that, but it's not. It's just a regular call. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. And believe me, before the night is over, there's going to be something that I say here that's going to just absolutely piss you off. And so take uh, advantage of that opportunity. 646-502-8600. There's so many other ways of getting in touch. Email me at thejester at jesterradio.com. That's my direct email. Nobody else in the world comes close to that email. I'm the only one that ever sees it. Plus, you can send your request to requests at jesterradio.com or stop by the Jester Radio website at www.jesterradio.com. Keeping in mind there are two R's in that URL when you type it in there. And when you arrive, there's a host of cool things to do, including join us in the Jester Radio chat room along with Texas Frank and yours truly. And uh, that's also a cool place to hang out. What else? I'm supposed to talk about so much shit, but the thing that's really freaking me out, of course, is, you know, what's happened with the um, Supreme Court today. They've only, you know, waited um, two centuries to finally get together, which, you know, just goes to show you this has been, you know, such a contentious uh, issue over the past so many decades, you know, pretty much throughout my lifetime, that being gun control, the question of whether uh, ownership of the, the, the Constitution guarantees individuals the right to bear arms or only in the context of an organized militia. And um, it was a squeaker. It was five to four, and the Supreme Court decided that it is an individual right. So if you got something to say about that, stop by the chat room, give us a call, because as you can imagine, i got quite a few little bits of uh, tidbits uh, going on with that. 
Um, also, uh, request lines are open. We've got a great uh, playlist lined up for you, including the Sundays and Pink Floyd, Randy Newman, Zagger and Evans. But there's still a little room left for your favorite shit, so please um, get it to us. We'll get it on the air. Uh, one second. I'm a little... I'm a little breathless because I'm trying to hock it in, you know. I haven't been on the air in almost six weeks. And almost every day, as you know, I do this in lieu of therapy. So it's been like, you know, a crazy person going without therapy for six weeks. In other words, hell. Silent on uh, central questions of gun control for two centuries. What? We didn't do the sound, Bob tells me. You know what? We're just not. We're, we're, run, we're just running straight into the um, into the news tonight. We're not going to do the sound. I know. I'm sorry. There is not much else that you do around here, is there? Other than I'm joking. Why can't you? What's the matter with you? Why are you so sensitive? Everybody knows there'd be no jester radio without Bob the engineer. That's why we're everything is all about Bob. Please, just remain calm. Yes, we'd love to have next time, tomorrow, we're going to do this for the rest of our lives. We're celebrating a 10th anniversary sometime recently in the past. So we're gonna, we've been doing this for 10 years, Bob. We're going to get your sound on again. I swear to you. So we're just going to jump right into the news, though, for tonight, buddy. Silent on central questions of gun control for 200 years, the Supreme Court found its voice today in a decision affirming the right. This is why the Supreme Court was ill-advised. It was such a bad idea. It just was, you know, honestly, it didn't work out the way it was intended. But to give um, a judge tenure, a judge has so much fucking power. <coughs> Excuse me. So much fucking power to begin with. Uh, that to, um, you know, just give him lifetime tenure. It just seems like, you know, it's a good idea. It just seems like a lot of the shit that the um, founding fathers did um, was intended for, you know, just assuming that everybody was like a great man of goodwill. And they just assumed, you know, so much, I think, sort of fairness mindedness of people. And we really have just the opposite going on in government. Um, now. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. From high atop just to radio studios in a secret location outside your universe. It's time for the news, or just... I know. Is this the long version? Is this the album version? So, it, it seems, um, unresponsive, at the very least that these guys should ignore this issue. For 200 years, people have been arguing about this. The wording is kind of um, um, uh, ambiguous. It says, you know, that keeping in mind that it's important to keep a well-organized local militia, uh, the government shall not infringe upon the, you know, the right to bear arms. So does that mean that you have the individual right to bear arms? Or does that mean that only in the context of an organized group of neighborhood watch 
you know, governed by the government, you know, type of organized thing, is it acceptable to bear arms? So by a 5-4 squeaker, the Supreme Court decided today it's an individual right. And all I'm saying is, you know, I grew up in a really super liberal um, environment. It was like this East Coast, New York 50s, Jew, commie kind of uh, elite environment. And and I grew up, you know, being taught that guns were like really evil and scary and only like brutish um, people that didn't rely on their intellect and weren't noble uh, men of goodwill um, had, you know, carried a gun. And they didn't want guns in the house. They didn't want guns in the neighborhood. They didn't want to talk of guns. And I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and we were forbidden, my three brothers and I, as you could imagine, uh, the torment, we were forbidden from owning war toys and all the other kids had gi joe and all kinds of cool shit and you know the truth is we went around you know there was the whole thing was hypocritical anyway my old man was a huge uh western fan and he read all the fucking louis l'amour and zane gray novels he had them all over the fucking library in the house and uh, he always watched the, the westerns on tv so and he was a world war ii uh, veteran, but he was completely silent about it. It was like he was embarrassed about, you know, being in a war because his family was this like pacifist kind of mentality. So I grew up thinking that people who were into guns were like toothless fucking hillbillies and there's nothing scarier than a toothless hillbilly than a toothless hillbilly with a gun because he'll make you squeal like a pig before he fucks you up the ass and blows your head off. That's what you get when you mix that kind of, you know, you, that's what you're worried about. And the thing is, is these fucking people are so disingenuous because they've been arguing all along that it's all about self-defense, but it's got nothing to do with self-defense. There really is no, not a single shred of reliable statistics out there on the correlation between gun guns and safety. It's all... You know, anecdotal evidence about the old lady in the supermarket or in the parking lot and somebody, you know, some, somebody tried to do something bad and she whipped out her fucking pistol and gunned him down or something. And that's, you know, that's what they stand behind. But the truth is, these are not people who carry guns because they live in dangerous neighborhoods. I grew up in New York City. I grew up in a really dangerous part of the world. And I rode the subways, I walked the streets, and I personally never had a fucking crime committed against me. I may have witnessed some, but you know, even then it was more of like a low-level kind of pushing people around. I didn't see anybody whip out a gun or pistol whip anybody or rape or beat anybody. And I was a denizen of the night in New York City in my time. So I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it wasn't really that fucking common. That even people in New York City thought, man, I should be packing when I'm walking the streets. Really, what you're more like thinking is, man, I wonder if I can get a fucking cab on this street. You really weren't worried all the time. And I think that for the people that want to carry guns, what it's really all about is they dig guns. They buy the fucking gun magazines. They talk about guns. They take the fucking thing apart and clean it every fucking week. And they, you know, they love it, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mocking it any more than I mock anything. I'm just saying that's their thing, and that's great. I am really all for personal individual liberty. I believe that we should just trust by default, that everybody is a responsible adult and give them all the rights 
that come along with that until they prove otherwise. I don't believe in these uh, uh, these laws that take away individual liberties, like th- these these traffic laws. They, you know, the government thinks that if they don't put a maximum speed limit on the street, that everybody will drive unsafely. I say take away all the speed limits and. Just judge people on what they fucking do. If I still drive at a safe speed along the street, stop at the appropriate times, obey all the traffic signs and lights, then what the fuck difference is some arbitrary number? If it was at that moment safe to drive at 26 miles an hour instead of 25 miles an hour, I should be able to fucking do it. And if these people want to go in the backyard and shoot cans and shit, then I may worry that they're going to get drunk because that's the kind of people they are, and they're going to start shooting the place up, and they're going to shoot my dog, but you can't restrict somebody's freedom because you're worried they may do something. They also may turn out to be responsible, mature adults that know when to say when, and, and don't get past that fucking point. I would dare say that that's just the natural law of things anyway. Since we all pick the fucking laws that we're going to obey, not a one of us, uh, you know, just abides by every fucking law in the land. The Supreme Court found its voice in a decision affirming the right to have guns for self-defense in the home and addressing a constitutional riddle almost as old as the Republic over what it means to say the people may keep and bear arms. The court's five to four ruling struck down the District of Columbia's ban on handguns and imperiled similar prohibitions in other cities, Chicago and San Francisco among them. Federal gun restrictions, however, were expected to remain largely intact. The court's, uh, the court's historic awakening on the meaning of the Second Amendment brought a curiously mixed response muted in some unexpected places. The reaction broke less along party lines than along the divide between cities racked with gun violence and rural areas where gun ownership is embedded in daily life. Democrats have all but abandoned their long push for stricter gun laws at the national level after deciding it's a losing issue for them. Republicans welcomed what they called a powerful precedent. Have you ever, by the way, I'm not into guns. I really don't care for them. They, they take a lot of maintenance. It's like bicycles, you know? I mean, like I played with them when I was a kid, but I don't really want to do the shit of, you know, go through the trouble of owning one at this point and all the fucking oil and shit you got to do with it and, you know, keep it maintained. I'm just not up for that. So that's how I pretty much feel about guns, and I'm worried about the people that carry the guns, but that's okay. It, the, the, the founding fathers of the United States um, believed that the individual rights trumped the rights of the greater society. We sort of have this weird, wacky, Judeo-Christian opposite view that the the benefit of the many outweighs the benefit of the few, as Mr. Spock said. But that's not the way our founding fathers felt. They felt that the individual's rights were sacrosanct and and were trumped by nothing. That that was the point of inventing a whole new country based on liberty, freedom, self-government, self-responsibility. Even built into the charter of the country, the Constitution, is a mechanism for overthrowing the government. It's really a um, great experiment. 
Now, what we're going to talk about next is if we do see it as a personal freedom, sort of call them on their bluff, uh, then what other personal liberties are we entitled to? You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jest Radio. Please don't fuck with that dial.
Sinatra on just the radio. No, that was Cher, man, back before she sucked. As uh, Richie in Brooklyn quite correctly pointed out, the Beatles before that, happiness is a warm gun. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on just the radio this Thursday, June the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2008. The ravings of a clown is the show. Just the radio is the station and me moi i well no one special no one important no big deal just your humble servant your slave your old pal the jester coming to you from a secret location outside your universe that's right i was once like you a running dog lackey of the bourgeoisie but unable to rectify my contribution to entropy i've taken up residence outside your realm and through my Oblique perspective, I will guide you safely back to reality. Tune in every evening from 10 till midnight. If you miss any portion of this evening's show, it'll be recast at 2 a.m. and then again 2 p.m. all times Eastern. Adjust locally for wherever you, the hell you are. And also there's a podcast you can always stop by. Um, just search for Jester Radio or Ravings of a Clown on your iTunes or stop by the Jester Radio um, uh, podcast feed page and get hooked up that that way. So many cool ways. Actually, if you use Internet Explorer, just by going to the home page, you can access the podcast. You'll see your little orange RSS feed icon light up on your toolbar, and if you click on that, you'll see a list of our past podcasts, and you can listen or download them and and uh, subscribe to the future ones. And that way, you can leave your iPod in the cradle, have it automatically schlanged onto the iPod while you sleep, and then in the morning you go about your daily life, but you take the jester with. You see what I'm saying? Your mom now? Time now uh, for head back permission, feet up, head back. For the duration of the show, you have full head back permission. Now's a good time to pour yourself a tall, frosty glass of Beer, if you're a guy and you're into that kind of thing, glass of wine for the broads. A lot of the broads prefer uh, the vino. 
me personally don't have the uh, extra spare brain cells to throw away, so I'm going to enjoy a lovely bowl and uh, my corn cob of fresh, um, I don't know what the fuck it is, probably uh, from Canada. Oh, my. Tastes just like pussy. I really, I honestly don't know how they do it. But I'd pay good money. 646-502-8600 gets you live on the air with, you know who, the uh, court's historic awakening of the meaning of the Second Amendment brought a curiously mixed response. The reaction broke less along party lines. Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama said merely that the court did not find an unfettered right to bear arms and that the ruling will provide much-needed guidance to the local jurisdictions across the country. But another Chicagoan, Democratic Mayor Richard Daley, called the ruling very frightening and predicted more violence, higher taxes to pay for extra violence in his city's gun restrictions if his city's gun restrictions are lost. Of course, this is just a guy, you know, everybody always speaks from their own personal interest, and we always have to sort of look behind what their jibber-jabber is, or as the media says, rhetoric, to what their, you know, real motives are. This is a guy whose job it is to at least look like he's protecting the city, so it always suits him to say, whatever happens, oh, great, that's going to fuck everything up for us. Of course, we'll need more money and more fucking shit and more guns to fight the rise in crime that's sure to come. So nobody ever <laughs> went, went out of the law enforcement business by predicting that things were going to get better. The court has not conclusively interpreted the Second Amendment since its ratification back in 1791. The amendment reads... A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So it seems to imply in their flowery homo speak that since we need a good, well-regulated militia, that individuals should have the right to have guns. In other words, so they can quickly band together, get their weapons together. You know, back in those days, they, they weren't saying that the government should stock all the weapons, that individuals should have weapons and then they should be able to pull together. But the people have argued, you know, and it's basically been the pussies versus the thugs over the years, the people that are uncomfortable. And by the way, this thing where I described before where it's uncomfortable for the ilk that I grew up with, they felt like uncomfortable if their neighbors had guns. They were like, oh my, what kind of people are they? They have guns. They're British. They're going to just gun their way through everything. They'll get drunk. Their children will steal their guns and they'll gun us all down. They'll kill us. And then the other side is, I like shooting guns, and I got me here a 9 mil, I got me a 7 volt, a quick stop, full scope, laser beaming, you know, they, they're into fucking guns. So there's these two very sort of polarized positions on this, but imagine if you're a conservative and you're looking at, you know, what I'm saying to be sort of unfair, misleading, then, you know, look at it from the, the perspective that you think, the, 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 the right thinks that they're being homos next door fucks up their shit. Everybody thinks that if whatever their neighbor's doing is going to infringe on their way of life. 
the the conservatives are worried that if they let the homos get married, that they'll just start fucking each other left and right, right under their noses, instead of doing it in the closet like they should be doing, because they feel like it's going to like ruin their whole like scene, their whole view of the world. If they go out to walk their dog and walking down the street, and they see a couple of homos walking arm in arm enjoying the sunset, that like ruins their gig. They get worried. They get worried for their children's soul. It worries them. And this is the exact same thing that the liberals are going through when they walk down their street with their dogs, no guns, and they see a bunch of rednecks sitting around drinking beer, uh, shooting at targets on trees. They think, oh, my God, these guys are going to get drunk and shoot up my kids, and they're going to attract this funky kind of uh, you know, redneck scene, you know? Everybody's thinking that the other guys are going to fuck up their shit. Somebody once told me that the meaning of a compromise is that nobody is satisfied. Everybody's just sort of, um, you know, barely, you know, uh, getting along. And that's what this world needs, man. We, we have this wacky thing about our tenuous beliefs must be supported. You know, we have no bones accepting that people walk into an ice cream parlor and they have fucking 300 flavors to choose from. Why aren't we prejudiced against people who, you know, eat chocolate instead of vanilla? Because there's no threat to our way of life if they do. So uh, we accept certain differences about others, um, but as long as they don't, you know, uh, breach this phony, tenuous, emperor has no clothes, bogus bullshit story around my world, then I can handle it, but otherwise I can't. So if I'm thinking that I'm not going to get to heaven unless I teach my children that Hitler was right and that, uh, you know, everybody's going to go to hell or whatever, then to me, the people that could stop me from living my life that way, they're a threat to me. Just by them existing, just by them being there, just by them reminding me that this is a choice I'm making. This is not the natural order of the universe. This is an individual choice I'm making. Every breath I take is a choice. The court had not conclusively interpreted the Second Amendment since its ratification in 1791. The basic issue for the justices was whether the amendment protects an individual's right to own guns no matter what, or whether that right is somehow tied to service in a state militia, a once vital, now archaic group of citizens. That's been the heart of this gun control debate for decades. The answer, writing for the majority justice Antonin Scalia said, that an individual right to bear arms exists and is supported by the historical narrative both before and after the Second Amendment was adopted. And he's absolutely right. The entire context by which the Second Amendment exists is another one of these lists of individual rights. It's, you have to look at it in context of the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the whole Bill of Rights, all ten of those first ten amendments, and that they're all about giving individuals rights, the right to free speech, the right to bear arms, the right to be f free from illegal search and seizure, the right to be um, 
free from having to incriminate yourself, all of these rights of individuals. So taken into context, and, and plus we know that the uh, founding fathers were gun-toting motherfuckers. May not be what you're into. It may even scare the shit out of you, but, you know, your homo, drug-smoking, abortion, baby in fucking ways scares them. And everybody's just going to have to learn to live together. And if it's working for you, whatever you're doing, then that's going to have to be good enough. And if it means that you have to explain to your children that there are other people in the world that think other fucking things, and someday you'll have to decide for yourself, then that's just the way it's going to have to be. Otherwise, get the fuck out. It's not a Christian country. It's an anti-Christian country. This one goes out to Richie. Please don't fuck with that doll. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio.
Texas Francesco sending out his uh, SOS. Hoping maybe there's an employer out there that's getting that signal. Uh, Warren Zevon, before that, the vast indifference of heaven goes out to Richie in Brooklyn. Had a girl. She left town. Then town burned down. Nothing left but the sound of the front door closing forever. And a gentle wind falls on me in all life folds back into the sea. We contemplate eternity beneath the vast indifference of heaven. The late great Warren Zevon, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jest Radio this Thursday, June the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2008, historic day in the history of the United States, hanging with Lulu and Texas Francesco himself in the Jest Radio chat room. Why not stop by and say hey, hi? Frank here. Why not stop by the Jester Radio chat room and throw your two cents into the thick of the fray? Unless you don't have that's the right. Hey, Texas Frank. Hey, that's enough. Why Texas not stop Frank. by the Jester Radio chat that's room what and f- throw your two cents into the thick of the fray? Come on by. Unless you don't have the cojones. Unless what? How dare. Who do you. Th- what kind of thing is that to say, Frank? He said uh, Scalia noted that a handgun is America's preferred weapon of self-defense in part because, quote, it can be pointed at a burglar with the one hand while the other hand dials the police. Very well put. It's, a good, it's good for that. But he said nothing in the ruling should cast doubt on longstanding prohibitions on the possession of firearms by felons or the mentally ill or laws forbidding the carrying of firearms in sensitive places like schools. And, of course, government buildings where he goes to work can have people carrying guns. And in concluding paragraph uh, to the 64-page opinion, Scalia said the judges in the majority are aware of the problem of handgun violence in the country and believe the Constitution leaves the District of Columbia a variety of tools for combating that problem, including some measures regulating handguns. And there you go. So they didn't take away their right to regulate who can have them and under what circumstances but they say that you can't just ban handguns. The Constitution guarantees your right. And let's face it, folks, whether you're uncomfortable with it or not, it most certainly does. It most certainly guarantees your right. We may knit and we may pick 
uh, but looked at in the context of the whole, the Constitution very clearly says that the government is made up of the people. So you really the whole idea of is empowering people, not taking away rights, and some of the rights are very clearly spelled out in a part of the document uh, that were the first ten amendments added to the Constitution, and that have come to be known as the Bill of Rights. They're sort of enacted as a whole, as a package, by the same bunch of guys who wanted this as part of the original Constitution and who compromised and let the you know government form without it because that's what men of good reason do. And then they worked hard to add it to the Constitution, and that's what they did. And in the context of those ten amendments, the Bill of Rights, certainly the, fa- the Founding Fathers were saying these are our rights. And imagine a country based on this prospect of life, so you're, you're guaranteed to be able to live. Nobody should be able to take that away from you. Liberty, so... Liberty means the ability to do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, obviously within reason, but it's founded. One of the founding tenets of the, this great experiment is liberty. You know, we were the first to do that. And then this amazing thing nobody had even thought of before. You know, God, country, devotion to the king, devotion to the czar, but never the pursuit of happiness. You're actually born with this right to be to pursue what what it is that you want. And nobody should abridge those rights. So taken in the context of that, quite clearly they were saying you should, everybody should be able to carry guns. Now, this makes me feel very uncomfortable because I grew up in this environment that saw guns as being like really scary and the people that carry guns. But you know what? I'm going to have to live with it. And the people who are into guns and who feel comfortable with guns and think I wouldn't go anywhere without a pack and all my piece in case someone tries to fuck with me as if anybody would or has. But that's not the point. They want to feel, you know, that they... And that's okay as long as they act responsibly with it. I should be okay with it. Just like they should then be okay with my homo, satanic, drug-smoking, you know, whore-fucking... Um, gambling, you know, atheist ways. By the way, just to be perfectly clear, I'm not a homo, but as I'm not a homo, but as an American, I fucking reserve my fucking right to be so. Should I ever jump that fence? Because I have the right that's born in me by being member of this awesome club called America to the pursuit of fucking uh, happiness, man. Certainly, they had in mind, you know, where to fucking put your penis. When they wrote Happiness, this was a bunch of guys. They weren't just talking about, you know, sitting on the porch or rocking on the rocking chair. They were talking about happiness. What the fuck does that mean? Fucking drinking, gambling, fucking? I mean, what the hell do you think they meant? Setting around the church, praising God? Believe me, those guys, they weren't, they weren't Christians. If anything, they were... They were they were deists who believed that it's possible that the universe was created by a god, but he's not a interventionist god. He's not a god who, who concerns himself when people go, oh, I woke up this morning and my corn was healed on my toe, and I knew the Lord answered my prayer. These people believe that God is curing corns. But the founding fathers, at worst, believed that there may have been a creation, a creator, but that's pretty much where the relationship ended. 
Then he went about his business. And many of them uh, um, hid there. By the way, it was not policy back then to talk about your religious beliefs. Everybody was mum about what their religious beliefs was. It was, it was not fodder for the fucking press. People didn't ask. They were hiring, you know, clerks, people to do, you know, f- fucking uh, middle management jobs in government. They weren't rock stars. They didn't get to ask personal questions. And a lot of them kept it secret. And we know now, years later, especially with people like Andrew Jackson and Jane, John Adams and uh, Ben Franklin, these guys were, like I said, at best, uh, deists. They, they were definitely not Christian. They hated Christianity. And these fucking people, these wacko um, religious right people who said, we got to get American back to the Christians where it belonged because the founding fathers were, were Christians. These are the people who are saying that the dinosaurs lived 4,000 years ago with humans. These people are totally wrong. That's not true. Meanwhile, President Bush relaxed trade sanctions against North Korea and moved to take it off the U.S. terrorism blacklist today, but he remained skeptical about whether the communist regime would ultimately give up its nuclear weapons program six years after branding North Korea part of the axis of evil. Bush offered mostly symbolic concessions in exchange for Kim Jong-il's decision to hand over a long-awaited accounting of its nuclear bomb-making abilities. If they don't fulfill their promises, more restrictions will be placed on them, Bush declared, just a few hours after North Korea handed over 60 pages of documentation that its nuclear passed to Chinese officials in Beijing. So this was all pretty much some ceremonial hoopla where the North Koreans pretending to hand over some sensitive material and the Bush administration pretending to relax on their axis of evil rhetoric. But nobody's, nobody's expecting anything to come of it. John McCain welcomed the Supreme Court decision in invalidating a District of Columbia handgun ban. Barack Obama sought to straddle the subject by saying he favors an individual's right to bear firearms as well as the government's right to regulate them. Well, there you go. I agree with that. I think that's okay. That's a good middle ground. The hotly contentious issues surfaced in the presidential campaign today after the Supreme Court ruled that the Americans have a constitutional right to own fucking guns and struck down the 32-year-old Washington, D.C. ban. McCain, the Republican presidential nominee in waiting, heralded the justices' action as a landmark victory for Second Amendment freedom. Hoo-ha! I just hope, man, you know, this. we need to take this as a golden opportunity, the liberals among us, the people who see this maybe instinctively knee-jerk reaction to see it as a bad thing. Let's see it maybe that we're moving towards a more noble, responsible type of mentality where people are expected to be responsible for their own actions and, and that we give them their, the, 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 the rights and privileges that they've been you know, complaining that they don't have. Let's fucking have them act responsibly. Celebrating 10 years in the online um, w- w- you know, radio streaming business, whatever the fuck this thing is called, Thanks uh, so very much. Go out to uh, Dolly the Receptionist. Bob the Engineer has been with me from the very start. Lulu, especially, who has somehow managed through web research to conclude that our date of anniversary was sometime, I guess, last month. Uh, March, April, May, June, May, 
maybe sometime mid-May, was our 10th anniversary, and we're so happy and proud, and we're bursting with pride. There's a bursting. And it seems like only yesterday that Bob, Dolly, and I started our little dog and pony show in the basement of a little house on the south shore of Connecticut. Am I sounding like Ted Bass? <laughs> 10,000 watt radio station. And uh, we just did had accommodated all the listeners from our own little server there in the basement. We didn't have a hosting service and it wasn't simulcast on several networks like it is now. And at times there was like 11 people listening and we were still fucking going on. There were some times when we would do like five hits of acid and we'd just be on the air for like nine hours straight. <laughs> Schwitzing like a horse, playing everything in our library. And our library has grown quite a bit since then, too. We started out with about uh, uh, 5,000, a little under 5,000 um, cuts, and we have over 135,000 now. So we've collected uh, a few over the years. Of course, the special uh, thanks go out to ESPO, Texas Frank, uh, uh, Sid the Neighbor, and all those folks that have been with us from the very start. And also to the godfather, Tazamine, the godfather of Just Radio, who was saying to me one day that his girlfriend had started an internet radio station. And I said, what the fuck? And he turned me on to all the software and how to get the server going. And uh, it was quite an education. So uh, special thanks to that guy. This is the first song we ever played when we weren't uh, on the air back in 1998, in May of 1998. Um, we, I just thought, man, that we had just gone into the future, that I was able to broadcast um, from this modest uh, sort of, um, uh, you know, accommodations um, and reach, you know, around the world. And it was just a phenomenal thing. And so we thought that this song was appropriate for our debut song. So now in honor of that moment, Zagger and Evans on JR. In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may find. In the year 3535, Gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the pill you took today. In the year 45, 45, ain't gonna need your teeth, won't need your eyes. You won't find a thing to chew. Nobody's gonna look at you. In the year 55, 55, your arms are hanging limp at your side. Your legs got nothing to do. Some machine doing that for you. In the year 65, 65, ain't gonna need no husband, won't need no wife. You pick your son, pick your daughter too. From the bottom of a long glass tube, whoa, whoa. In the year 75, 10, if God's a-coming, he ought to make it by then. 
Contradict them in front of their friends. <laughs> oh, they love that. Wrong, Ma! <laughs> Don't you ever contradict me in front of my friends. Didn't matter what they said, we had an answer. Don't you understand English? Not fully, no. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Six. <laughs> Five. Thought you were looking for information, huh? <laughs> well, talk back to me. teaching me a language, aren't you? You're telling me no more practices. I'll wash your mouth out with soap. I'll blow bubbles out my ass. <laughs> you just wait until your father gets home. Hey, hot shit, that motherfucker never comes home. Thanks, man. I'll see you later. I'll be back for a week. It was one last cliché. Not everyone got to hear it, but it was out there. 
I have tried to be both a mother and father to you. Go fuck yourself. That's the thanks I get. That's the thanks you get.
Waters and the Pink Floyd sound on Jest Radio. Man, what a rich, fucking beautiful. I listened to that song, I don't know how many thousands of times over the past 30 years, and I just, it's just so magnificent. Pink Floyd, welcome to the machine. Where have you been? It's all right. We know where you've been. You've been to the pipeline, filling in time, provided with toys and scouting for boys. You bought a guitar to punish your ma. You didn't like school because you know. You're nobody's fool. So welcome to the machine. I always sort of picture, if you're going to have a fantasy of the afterlife, and it's okay to fantasize about things. The Christians don't own the afterlife fantasy. It's okay. Let's take back all our cool shit from the Christians, like angels and shit. You're allowed to make movies where there are angels in it, because that's what they're for. They're for movies. They're for stories. Let's not like be like such atheist um, snobs that if it's got an angel in it, we're going to like, oh, no, woo, I can't relate to that movie. Let's take this shit back, man, from the fucking Christians, I say. Let's fantasize. And if we're going to fantasize about the afterlife, that's kind of like I have that kind of Chief Bromden-esque thing of like sort of being welcomed into this well-oiled machine and to take my place in eternal toil. For me. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a grand fantasy. That's just my, it's, I guess you might call it more, more or less my um, fear. Because it would not be a pleasant thing. It would not be an unpleasant thing, though, in a funky kind of way, if you know what I'm saying. You know, sometimes a chick is hot in a disgusting kind of way. You know what I'm saying? It's got the straddles. It's straddling the thing. George Carlin before that, and of course, he's uh, been welcomed into the machine, and, and that's sort of the way I think about um, death for those who remain as well. It seems like their you know persona, their actual living, breathing self goes away, but the, all of their material and their stuff and their name and their brand and their goodwill and everything, that becomes sort of um, this sort of commercial packaged thing from at that point forward. And so the only thing left of George Carlin is the product. So he's sort of being welcomed to the machine here on Earth, too. So that's, you know, it's got that kind of double-edged thing going to it. Um, our, uh, you know, thoughts and best wishes go out to the family and friends of George Carlin and to George, you know, you just fucking started everything and we just have so much to be grateful for and um, we are grateful most for this gigantic vast body of work that we have to enjoy uh, over and over again. Zagger and Evan started that set in the year 2525, the premiere first song ever played on Jest Radio back in 19... <laughs> 10 years ago today. You're listening to the Rovings of Acclaim this Thursday, June the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2008, hanging in the Jester Radio chat room with S. Poe, Louis, Texas, Frank. Why not stop by? If you got a pair, or give us a call, 646-502-8600. A barrage of bad news, including yet another record high for oil, drove stocks sharply lower today, hurting the Dow Jones Industrials. Uh, and sending it down nearly 360 points to their lowest level in nearly two years. Everybody's talking about the guns today, and nobody's noticing that the fucking economy is going down the toilet. The market also worried about fresh signs of trouble in the financial high-tech and automotive industries. Duh. 
Did we mention Texas Frank is looking for a job? Negative analyst comments sent shares of General Motors stock to their lowest point in more than three decades. Oil futures shot past $140 for the first time after the head of OPEC predicted the price of a barrel of crude could rise well over $150 this year. And Libya said that it may cut oil production. So these fucking Arabs are just now feeling their oats. They just like the way everybody's a-stepping and a-fetching. And this is shooting their gun at the dirt saying, dance, boy. Okay, what? That Sometimes we go a little with the... <laughs> with the analogy, we may get a little... Uh, slightly advanced. It's what Bob Lincoln used to call uh, extension humor, where you stretch out a joke past the point where it's no longer funny to the point where it's hysterical. The principal of Gloucester uh, High School near Boston who ignited a firestorm when he told the reporter that a uh, group of students intentionally got pregnant stood by his comments today saying that his information about the planned pregnancies was and is accurate. Hey, you're uh, live on the air with the jester. Who's calling? Hey, happy anniversary. It's Poe calling. Oh, Poe. How's it going, bud? It's going good. They just discovered gas on my property. They did. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Well, I mean, they didn't discover it necessarily on my property, but they discovered there's a huge thing called Marcellus Shell all through Pennsylvania, and it's got about trillions and trillions of, I don't know if they're gallons or what, of uh, natural gas in there. All you got to do is drill and get it out. Well, I don't know if I have to say this, but loading up the truck and move to Beverly. Beverly Pobillies. <laughs> Beverly Pobillies. Holy crap. The first thing you got to get is a cement pond, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep, getting me one of them. Well, that's great. Now you could finally get all that shit that you've always wanted, like a fur sink and all that stuff. <laughs> Steve Martin. That stuff that you always wanted secretly. Now you could finally get that stuff. All I need is this thermos. Well, that's congratulations. And what's your sense about this uh, uh, gun-toting uh, Second Amendment uh, Supreme Court decision today? Well, I didn't uh, hear the decision, but I'm for people being able to carry guns. Well, I see. But yet you're part of that same liberal, commie, right-wing Jewish, I mean left-wing Jewish New York homo thing raising too. Where yeah, I'm sure where your parents frowned on uh, guns and guns are just for thugs, kind well, of. Well, they didn't really give us the whole gun thing, but uh, you know they didn't. You know we didn't. We lived in the suburbs. No one. They were very calm and casual too. They were just not prone to the kind of exaggeration that my parents may have been. Although, uh -huh. although I do recall your father when I was like 12 years old telling me not to ever get involved with a shikser. That which is, um, you know, Yiddish for non-Jewish girl, or I actually I think literally like filth or something like that. Why so, would he uh, want to tell you that? Well, he said because, and he didn't just leave it at that. He said because the first fight you get into, uh -huh, that's true. You can finish the sentence here. Is she's going to splurt out 
Uh, just unconsciously, this is what they do. And you'll see, and you'll be sorry you didn't listen. They'll blurt out, Jew bastard. Jew bastard. They can't help themselves. It's an ingrained, it's, bur it's burned into there like a brand. And it won't even be fucking Jew. It'll be, It'll be just bastard. Jew bastard. And let me tell you something. The, the, this was not so shocking to me as the fact that I had heard this verbatim in my own home from my own father, yeah. word for word, to the point where he actually said the Jew bastard part, it was in, it was bizarre. So apparently this was a kind of thing that... Well, that's been, what they taught in the schools in Brooklyn. Apparently. Apparently. So they were all in on that. Don't ever date a shiksa because the first opportunity, Jew bastard. They just bleh. So, so that's your position on the on the gun toting ways. I think, yeah, you should. I mean, I don't know what the Supreme Court decide. They decided in favor of the individual rights. It was a five four squeaker, and they decided that you can't ban guns. That the Constitution does guarantee individuals, not just organized militias. Yeah. Well, who would want the you know Bush to have all the guns? If someone's coming at me and I don't uh, want them to. It would be nice for you to fight that. Do you them. own a gun? Pardon me? Do you own a gun? I uh, don't own one, but uh, they do sell them at the Walmart near here. Right. The rifles, at least. There you go. So you're comfortable with the fact that you can go get one anytime you need one? I, I'm surprised I haven't gotten one yet. There you go. There you go. And I, I like that, too. I don't own one. I've never owned one. I'm sort of turned off by the... A lot of maintenance and shit. It seems like owning a bicycle. You got to like grease it up a lot and all kinds of shit. And you got to like get lessons and everything to use it. Uh, well, where I live, you can just go out in your backyard. There's your lessons the right there. I mean, there are people shooting guns off my neighbors all day long. I'm hearing. Right. It's a pip. Fire. It's a pippity pop. So, and I support that, man. If people do no harm, if people are noble and good, and good of men of goodwill. And don't do any harm with that. It's another personal liberty that everybody should have. I may not be into it, but I'm, you know, I'm certainly, you know, happy that you know that they're available. Should I ever be into it, just like I reserve the right to go homo anytime I damn well please. That's, Wait, that's not that's not legal. I'm own. reserving my right. Mark my words. I'm putting put me down. Put me yeah, down. Well, may, I didn't know. I thought you were against guns. May go. I am against guns. I'm not into guns, but I respect individual rights. That's what the the men of reason do. I respect their rights. If they're going to be responsible with them and not shoot up my shit, then... Well, what do you say after a Columbine happens? What's your take on all that? That the fact that they're legal or illegal has little to do with it. No, no, but I mean, I think you come out against uh, parents being able to have guns with kids around or something. Uh, I would think that, I, not that they wouldn't be able to, but that I would like parents to be more responsible. and they that go to jail for and it. And that they should go to jail for it. That if they make those guns available to kids who clearly don't have fully formed brains, then they're responsible. That's the converse to giving people liberty, is you have to make them responsible for their actions. That's the logical extension of that. Everybody should be allowed to drive as fast as they want, and everybody should be susceptible to the law that says, you know, don't drive don't too fast. To yeah, exactly. Or go to jail. Exactly. Rotten hell. Thanks for calling in, bud. Espo, Happy anniversary. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. May you have another 10. Another 10.
That's all we get? Is a That's lousy. All. all right, thanks, buddy. Six four six five zero two eighty six hundred. That was S. Poe, good long standing uh, friend, and his father was sort of like a kind of dad to me when I was a kid because he was uh, sort of very free with the advice, and he was very funny and smart and entertaining, and he sort of had this kind of, you know, he he did business with a lot of wise guys, <laughs> and I think he kind of sort of. Uh, Picked up a little of these affectations. He was just a great person to be around. He was very tolerant of me. I can't imagine. Uh, he just sort of had this like constant sort of um, like, oh, you're here again, you know, kind of look on his face. And yet really didn't say anything, you know, bad. And even though he knew I couldn't possibly be a good influence on his four sons, looking at the quality <laughs> The four sons of my family, I'm sure it was a terrible fright for him. So before Paul called, we were talking about this high school teacher who came out and said that he believes that these girls got together in his high school and made a pact to get pregnant. And he's like shocked. You know, this is just points out to me why mandatory public school should be fucking illegal. This, these places, man, they're like a haven for just... mentally unstable people. This guy is now going to the press and saying he believes that these teenagers made a pact to get pregnant. Well, of course they fucking did. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. What the fuck? Why would you get on TV with this shit? To to wake up and warn the country? What kind of wacko fucking evangelist? What is the matter with people? This is, everybody has their fucking right, their God-given right, to fuck up their life as they damn well please. Let's not all be each other's mommy and daddy, okay? Everybody gets their liberties and everybody gets the responsibility that goes along with it. What say? You know, I happen to know because I straddle this world, the world of the effet, uh, elite, you know, hands-off kind of, um, you know, culture and the um, great unwashed because when I moved out of my family's, you know, fucking Ponderosa when I was 17, I moved into like a basement apartment and drove a truck for a living. So I've always sort of been on the sort of fence between these two worlds. And I'm sensitive to both sides. And just as I know that the um, liberals are very uncomfortable with these sort of thugs with guns kind of mentality, and that's really what secretly... They're worried most about how it's going to fuck up their shit. Uh, There's going to be people shooting guns around their kids and shooting up their kids and their dogs and everything. Uh, And that the world is dangerous when people have guns because they become uh, emotional or they drink and take drugs uh, and they shoot up the joint. And that's their worry. But on the other side... They have the same worry, and they have this incredible, you know, they have the same worry about shit that the liberals do. They think that if, they, if they're homos or if they have abortions or if any of those things that they do to exercise their personal liberty will fuck up their deal. Everybody's, you know, just so sensitive to having their deal fucked up by other people living their life the way they want to. Imagine if we could all just say, you know, I'm uncomfortable with you making out with another guy, but that's my fucking problem. I'll deal with that. Um, And, you know, go ahead and live your fucking life. It's none of my business. It doesn't really personally affect me. 
Um, and we really have to define that as really affecting me, not me going out and turning the dial on purpose to listen to a specific show that pisses me off when I could just as easily turn the dial and not listen to it, but really gets up in my fucking shit, then we got to talk. But if you can do it, if you can you play with your guns, or you can smoke your drugs, or you could fuck your whores, or gamble your money, or... Um, you know, whack off in a closet or whatever you want to do, and it is your pursuit of happiness, then let's all just fucking agree to do it. And if your being the way you are fucks up my shit, then I need to look at my shit. A man who claimed that he was attempting suicide when he triggered a 2005 rail disaster was convicted today of 11 counts of first-degree murder and could face a death penalty. I don't know if you remember this guy out in L.A. pulled across the railroad track, claimed that uh, he jumped out of the car at the last second because he was going to commit suicide. But meanwhile, 11 people on the train died. Two commuter trains collided into a tangled mess of smoking wreckage littered with victims after Juan Alvarez left a gasoline-drenched sport utility vehicle on the railroad tracks in Glendale northeast of downtown L.A. Alvarez, 29, looked on stolidly as the Superior Court jury returned its guilty verdicts for the murders and one count of arson. The jury also agreed there was a special circumstance of multiple murders making Alvarez eligible for the death penalty, but it acquired him, uh, or rather acquitted him, I should say, of a charge called train wrecking. That they left off. So he doesn't have to worry. Phew! Jurors were ordered to return for the start of the penalty phase on July 7th. So we'll see if they uh, decide to hang him up or um, let him rot. He had claimed that he had intended to kill himself, then changed his mind and had been unable to get the SUV off the tracks. And I guess the jury said, either way, (laughs) either way. Hey, you're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio, hanging in the Jester Radio chat room with Lulu and Espo, Texas Frank. Yours truly, why not stop by and say hi if you got a pair. 646-502-8600 gets you live on the air with your old pal. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, this is such a great tune. You know, imagine this scene. Set the scene. Sherry had a pawn shop band of gold. So right away, <laughs> she's not a... She's got some junkie, her, whoever her husband is, he's a cheapskate. And a sink full of dishes and a love grown cold. So we see the, set, the stage is set. Long comes a boy, pretty as the devil. She took his hand. The whole thing unravels. And this song has got what we used to call back in the day as a rock and roll ending. In other words... It just doesn't get any better. Slade Cleaves on JR. Please don't touch that dial. Sherry had a pawn shop bound of gold, a sink full of dishes, and a love grown cold. Long came a boy, pretty as the devil. She took his hand, the whole thing unraveled. There's no turning round, it's broke down. Billy took the ring, jammed it in his pocket, drove downtown and tried to hawk it. 
down at the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain There's a love note carved inside a wedding ring Broke down, cracked and shattered Left in pieces like it never even mattered Broke down, torn and frayed There ain't nothing left you could give away There's no turning round, it's broke down Every day spends her nights waiting for real life to start, listening to the sound of her double crossed heart. Broke down, cracked and shattered, left in pieces like it never even mattered. There's no turning round, it's broke down. On the other side of town, too. Lovers lie still, cigarette smoking on a windowsill. There's a picture locked up in an old suitcase. Billy closes his eyes, but he still sees her face. Broke down, cracked and shattered, left in pieces like it never even mattered. Broke down, torn and frayed, ain't nothing left. Turning round, it's broke down. Broke down.
Sundays on Jester Radio. That's my version of that song. That's my cover. That just defines that fucking song for me, man. I can't even imagine that fucking homo uh, Mick Jagger singing that song after you hear the Sundays doing it. Faith has been broken. Tears must be cried. There you go. That's the law. Slade Cleave started that set, broke down. The other side of town, two lovers lie still, cigarettes smoking on a windowsill. It's a picture locked up in an old suitcase. Billy closes his eyes, but he still sees her face. Broke down, cracked and shattered, left in pieces like it never even mattered. Broke down and torn and frayed, ain't nothing left. You could give away. There's no turning round. It's broke down. That's all. Brokey. That's just Slade's way of saying, fuck you. Hey, you're tuned into the Ravings of a Clown this Thursday, June the 26th, the year of our Lord, 2008. Extra special thanks to all those that have tuned in from around the world to celebrate our 10th anniversary here on Jester Radio it means so very much to, uh, on behalf of all the staff here at Jester Radio, that you do stop by and spend a little of your time with us because this is the best two hours of our day. That's for shit sure. Talking about this uh, whole new uh, Supreme Court finally weighed in. And you know, I was grumbling earlier about how the Supreme Court is kind of brokey because. I think the intention of the founding fathers of the Supreme Court was that these were honorable men who would sort of, um, the good thing about giving them lifetime tenure was A, in them days, they didn't live to like 190 like they do now. And um, they were men of, you know, good faith and goodwill. And if they said they would, you know, abide by their, you know, beliefs and not, you know, be political, then by golly, they that's what they did. And they believe them, apparently. But now it's just sort of turned into this political thing. Like as soon as presidents get into office, everybody's worried about who are they going to put in the fucking Supreme Court because these guys are totally out of control. And one sign that they're out of control is the fact that they ignore this fucking issue that's 200 years people have been arguing about. Where the fuck have they been on this? What are they trying to say? That they don't work for us? That they'll just pick and choose because that's too complicated or there's too many, uh, you know, there's no good outcome for them politically? That's not, that's not the way I see the system as being. This set goes out to S. Poe. You're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. Leave it right where it is. Don't deny me, satisfy me one more time. Barricade me and invade me one more time Sacrifice me, don't be nice, be wild and free Make a sex pot symbol out of little old me Caress me, molest me one more time Misuse me and abuse me one more time Excite me and ignite me with your sweet torso your muscles, my corpuscles wanna grow. Assault me, attack me, lose control. Let's smother each other in a good old stranglehold. There's nothing but loving on my mind. 
Don't deny me, satisfy me one more time Compromise me, vandalize me, have a ball Destroy me, enjoy me to it all Demolish, disassemble, and dismantle my apparel If my birthday suit ain't cute, I'll wear a barrel Bite my ears, baby, nibble on my nose Let your dimples put those pimples on my toes There's sugar oozing over from my elbows to my knees So cover me with kisses, get yourself some calories If you don't want me climbing up the wall Don't fool around my fertile ground at all mm. While the cold duck's getting colder, just be sure Everything we've got is body temperature Warm it up, there's still a lot of groovy goodies left uh, When you reach the cookie jar, just help yourself There ain't nothing but loving on my mind Don't deny me, satisfy me One more time Encore, encore, encore
Hey Joe, where are you gonna run to now? Hey Joe, where are you gonna run to now? I'm going down south. That's what people, when people say that nothing has been decent, little reference to uh, Jimmy there at the end. Uh, when people say nothing comes out of the, you know, since 1969, I know it's mostly me, but a lot of people say nothing good has come out of music. This is 2002, and this is Robert Plant. Now, granted, it's Robert Plant, so respect. But it's experimental, it's cool, it's risky, it's surprising, it's referential, it's brilliant, and it's really cool. So I'm not saying I want to be stuck on a desert island with it. I'm just saying they actually have produced, and if we look at this evening's playlist, we'll find a couple of uh, Welcome to the Machine and... um, the Sting and the Warren Zevon, all that shit, you know, came uh, post the actual music, which stopped, as you know, with the White Album. And yet there it is. It's perfectly listenable in small doses. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Just Radio. The uh, Frank Sinatra before that satisfy me one more time. That song has got some really fucking um, weird-ass kinky lyrics. And yet Frankie was singing them there as if he was just singing the most uh, la-di-da, carefree kind of lyric. little kind of bizarre thing going on there. Nevertheless, um, the chairman of the board on Just Radio, you've been listening to the ravings of a clown this Thursday, June the 26th. Bob the Engineer has asked me to remind you that if you've missed any portion of this evening's show, it'll be recast at 2 a.m. and then 2 p.m. following naturally. Naturally. Third base. Um, otherwise, how could it be preceding? It wouldn't just be, it just, that's silly. Uh, however, there's also the podcast, so go grab that at www.justradio.com. Blibbity blab. Also, there's the thing about the button. Press the button. Just keep pressing that button until you get like a pain in your wrist. 
the, the donate button. We do need the money. And if you care at all about what we're doing here, and this is the part, see, I'm just not, no, no, I'm not, not into, I'm so totally not into, but if you're into, uh, if you want to, go press that button. Now, there's this thing also, I should tell you, where that we're looking at called Blog TV, where we could do this um, as a live web video cast. And um, as the former future ex-Mrs. Jester had pointed out on numerous occasions, I have a face that's made for radio, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so that picture on the website of me, that's not like an artist's rendition. That's an actual, practically a photograph of me. That is what I look like. So it's frightening, and that's why we... Uh, discourage uh, small children and animals to have them in the room during the show. So we're going to think about doing that. Uh, that would be simulcast with this show, but you shouldn't have them both on at the same time because they're not going to be in sync, as we found out. But nevertheless, um, we were on experimentally for about 70 seconds today, and we got like 8,000 viewers. So apparently they're pretty hard up for content. Um, uh, so... If Rick, for example, has a regular Sunday night show there, then they must be. No, I say that in all. I kid, Rick, you know, if you're listening, I kid, and I kid with love. But I do love Rick Shapiro dearly, and he's got a show. But his thing is he talks at an angle away from the camera with his microphone stuck on, like, super saturation overdrive, and his ex-girlfriend is sulking in the background, like rolling her eyes on everything he says. So there's the content for you that we're competing with. Faced with global warming, plants are heading for the hills. A study of 171 forest species in Western Europe shows that most of them are shifting their favorite locations to higher, cooler spots. For the first time, research can show the fingerprints of climate change in the distribution of plants by altitude, and not only in sensitive ecosystems, said Jonathan Lenoir, AgroParis Tech uh, in Nancy, France. Um, he says that his team found a significant upward shift of species optimum elevation, the altitude where species are the most likely to be found over their whole elevation range. So again, these uh, people are documenting while the skeptics sit, sit back and say we just don't have the science um, it's just uh, there's, there's a tremendous amount of science out there. Lawyers for Wesley Snipes are asking a Florida judge uh, to let the 45-year-old actor leave the country. By the way, speaking of 45, this is the freaky thing about what's going on. We didn't even talk about the campaign, and we're going to have to get on that tomorrow. But apparently the next president of the United States is going to be younger than me. And this is a sea change when the cops when they started making the cops younger than me i got a little actually it was there was there was a good part to that too when they started making the doctors younger than me i started really getting a little worried but if the president of the united states is younger than me that is going to be i'm going to have to work on that snipes wants to work on two films gala walker and chasing the dragon in london and bangkok thailand uh, according to documents filed today in court. So he's asked for uh, permission to leave the country while he appeals his uh, three federal tax convictions. The documents say post-production editing of Gala Walker is set to begin July 14th and filming 
of Chasing the Dragon will start in September. So he wants permission. He promises he'll come back. But, you know, the IRS typically um, in these kind of cases like to let these people go ahead and keep making money. So whatever they got to do, if they believe he's going to come back, and after all, he's going to Thailand, you know, not someplace good. So... Hopefully, uh, he'll get, you know, I, I would hate to see him go to jail. I think we need to deal with this uh, IRS thing. It's just uh, totally out of hand. Talk about your uh, unconstitutional uh, schmear. Crawford County, Arkansas authorities say an inmate escaped from county jail and left behind a rose fashioned out of toilet paper because he felt bad about breaking out. Lewis... Camacho Mendoza was recaptured a day later uh, yesterday in a Van Buren home after police received a tip. Investigator Ken Howard and Camacho Mendoza were found hiding in a closet in a pile of clothes with a pillowcase over his head. But he wasn't hiding too well because you could see the outline of his head in the pillowcase. The cop said, we grabbed him pretty quick and he didn't seem to be resistant. Authorities said Camacho Mendoza was in jail on drug charges and was expected to be deported to Mexico by way of uh, immigration officials. In his escape, he broke open a lock on a kitchen door using a tool made from two screwdrivers. He worked in the kitchen when he was discovered missing. Authorities said they also found a flower. When we asked him about that, he said he felt sorry for the captain for escaping. So he thought he'd leave him a little schmear. would be nice. How do you like that? Drinkers at an outback watering hole in Australia may have wondered if perhaps they had one too many when they were greeted by a crocodile at the uh, pub's door. But being good hosts, they did the only polite thing, and they invited him inside. The saltwater croc was just two feet long and more a curiosity than a threat to the drinkers at the Nunama Tavern on Sunday. The aggressive hunters can grow to more than 16 feet and have been known to attack people. Barmaid Sarah Spars said uh, yesterday that uh, three patrons spotted the creature outside the pub Grabbed it, brought it inside. You could say we were a bit surprised, she said. He was pretty complacent, easygoing, but we weren't going to test him out. Three men taped up his mouth, held it for a round of photos, then put it in a box near the bar. They say he probably escaped from a farm for animals several miles away. Uh, wildlife officials took the uh, crock over to the farm. He just wandered into the bar. It's like a fucking joke. Crocodile walks into a bar. A Nevada woman has been arrested after photo enforcement cameras on Phoenix Freeway captured her behind the wheel of a car speeding 22 times in a 45-day span. The woman, 24, was arrested by Arizona Department of Public Safety officers on suspicion of criminal speeding, reckless driving, and endangerment during a 45-day period starting in May. DPS officials said the woman was captured by photo enforcement. They have these cameras now that take pictures and time you how you're going. On Loop 101 in Scottsdale, 22 times. Her top speed was 92 miles per hour. Woo-ha! The woman was living in Arizona temporarily when officers arrested her at her parents near Scottsdale last Friday. And, you know, this is more of this, like, fucking oppressive, predictive, you know, government type of wacky law we have, which is more akin to how you would expect um, your mother and father to treat you than your government, especially if the government was supposedly made up of you and you are the government. 
You wouldn't expect them to, uh, you know, t- take this attitude like you shouldn't go too fast. If there's nobody on the highway, we're just taking pictures of them. Then the test should be not how fast you were going, but who did you hurt? If she went so fast that she caused an accident or endangered other people's lives somehow, but if she did it responsibly, then why do we have laws that are predictive that say you can't go over a certain speed? Everybody's got to go slower than the speed when really the rationale for the law is because above that speed is not responsible. Let's give this responsibility back to the people and let us determine what's safe to drive at. Sometimes I follow the speed limit. Sometimes I go a little under. Sometimes I go a little over. It depends on what I think is safe. I'm a responsible adult. I haven't gotten a speeding ticket since I was 17 years old. I fucking just drive like a responsible, mature adult. And the people that don't, let them be the one that fucking go to jail and get the fucking tickets. The law should not make everybody fucking, you know, at the lowest common denominator. Give the freedom back and let's hope that this attitude, uh, you know, from this interpretation of the Second Amendment uh, extends to other personal freedoms that we should all enjoy. Why, you know, I, I was paying a, a, a you know, a, a ticket uh, and I was online with a bunch of fucking people and I just said, what is this shit uh, that the government tells us how fucking fast we're allowed to drive? And everybody just sort of looked around and went, yeah, what the fuck is up with that? You've been listening to the ravings of a clown this Thursday, June the 26th. Extra special thanks go out to all my buds for stopping by and spending a little time with us. I sure do love you so. Remember, we will meet in that place where darkness never comes. That's my solemn oath to you. Until that time, Eustace. In every American community, you have varying shades of political opinion. One of the shadiest of these is the liberals. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow. An outspoken group on many subjects. <clears throat> Ten degrees to the left of center in good times. Ten degrees to the right of center if it affects them personally. <clears throat> so here then is a lesson in safe logic. I cried when they shot Medgar Evers. Tears ran down my spine. And I cried when they shot Mr. Kennedy As though I'd lost a father of mine But Malcolm X got what was coming He got what he asked for this time So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Get it? I go to civil rights rallies And I put down the old D.A.R. D.A.R., that's the dykes of the American Revolution <laughs> I love Harry and Sidney and Sammy I hope every colored boy becomes a star But don't talk about revolution That's going a little bit too far So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal 
I cheered when Humphrey was chosen My faith in the system restored And I'm glad that the commies were thrown out From the AFL-CIO bar And I love Puerto Ricans and Negroes As long as they don't move next door So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Ah, the people of old Mississippi Should all hang their heads in shame Now I can't understand how their minds work What's the matter, don't they watch Les Crane? But if you ask me to bus my children I hope the cops take down your name So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Yes, I read New Republic and Nation I've learned to take every view You know, I've memorized Lerner and Golden I feel like I'm almost a Jew But when it comes to times like Korea There's no one more red, white, and blue So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal I vote for the Democratic Party They want the UN to be strong I attend all the Pete Seeger concerts He sure gets me singing those songs And I'll send all the money you ask for But don't ask me to come on along So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Sure, once I was young and impulsive I wore every conceivable pin Even went to socialist meetings Learned all the old union hymns Ah, but I've grown older and wiser And that's why I'm turning you in So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal 